Hi, Christian Yordanov here. Thanks for stopping by. Today, I want to have a brief brief discussion on um, some of the mechanisms through which autoimmunity can develop in the body. And this will underscore why gut health and gut lining integrity is so crucial and also why uh, toxin reduction, so toxic exposure reduction uh, through diet, air, water, and uh, products that you use is also super crucial uh, in order to um, preserve health or get back to a state of good health, whether that's for your children or for yourself. These terms or these concepts will cover really apply to children and, um, of course, any anybody, right? Um, so I'll be just uh, re- going over some, some stuff from a chapter in my book, Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. Do check out the book if you haven't, if you are interested in the auto- autism aspect and children's health aspect. But for adults, again, the mechanisms are uh, basically the exact same, except when you have an adult um you you've done the you've already gone past the neurodevelopmental stage so autoimmune autoimmune reactions are going to have different um manifestations in the body right uh so it's it affects it affects children it affects adults right so a couple of so a couple of things we want to get out of the way just to give you a primer on the terms that relate to the discussion relating to the immune system that we'll cover. So obviously, you know what the immune system is. It protects you from pathogens, foreign invaders. It monitors, uh, uh, the, you know, the blood for anything that it can doesn't recognize. And if it doesn't recognize something, it will create, it will, that's an antigen. Look, some, some type of could be, uh, piece of undigested food it could be a chemical heavy metal an infectious organism so that is the antigen that the immune system will quote unquote label or tag as a foreign invader something that must be neutralized excreted and so on so when it um, recognizes something as an anti uh, as an antigen the immune system will create the antibody <clears throat> Now, the antibodies, they're also known as immunoglobulins. So if, if you see like a food sensitivity or allergy test, they talk about IgG antibodies or IgE antibodies, right? So you've got your antigen, your antibody, right? Now, the antibodies are created by the, there's, there's a, what we can call the adaptive arm of the immune system. It's also called the humoral um, immune response. And you also have the cell-mediated or innate immune system, right? So uh, there's different mechanisms, but when it comes to antibody creation, antigens and stuff like that, we use the adaptive arm. So this is like the immune system that gets trained from basically day one of life. It um, as we're exposed to various different chemicals, particles, bacteria, etc., the immune system 
starts making antibodies. So let's say the, the, the first time you have, you know, a lot of these um, childhood illnesses, whatever, measles or other stuff, you, you have it once generally, you your body fights it for for a few days or whatever, you mount that antibody response and now you've got your antibodies for life usually and then you should not you should not probably in the future uh you know get sick from that thing because you have the antibodies you have your little soldiers that are ready to attack it right uh and neutralize that uh particular uh um whether it's a whatever illness it is right now here's where things can go wrong so you have so we have antibodies and um antigens and antibodies so the other when when things get dysregulated in the immune system that's where auto antibodies can be start becoming uh start getting created right so this is one of the main mechanisms of, of autoimmune disorders and what what basically what an auto antibody is it's an antibody created that targets part of your cell or your child's cell a protein or other tissues of the body that could be a brain cell like a neuron or something in the nervous system it could be the, the gut uh, like in celiac disease any number of tissues can be attacked it could be the <clears throat> cartilage in the joints and um, that this is where you know we can classify or the medical system classifies different types of autoimmune diseases diseases and disorders depending on what gets attacked right so the question then is why does the immune system start doing this why does it become dysregulated and uh, this is a quote from my book the question remains this is from a paper that i cite in my book Quote, the question remains, what is causing the chronic immune activation of the brain? This is related to autism. We believe that there is compelling evidence that excessive systemic immune stimulation through a combination of numerous and closely spaced vaccinations, immune and excitotoxic effects of mercury additive thimerosal, systemic infections, food allergies, candida infections, and genetic factors all play a part, end quote. So a number of internal or external stressors can perturb the immune system, both again of a growing child or an adult, right? So infectious, infections, allergies, toxins in food and medications and so on, right? So it comes down to genetic variation what you or your child is susceptible to right so, someone would, might be more it could be more of a brain thing it could be more of a joint thing it all depends on the the predispositions we have and then of course the toxic onslaught that um uh dysregulates the immune system right so in terms of so uh, so it all starts really with some type of immune system dysfunction <clears throat> and the in in when it comes to children the the maternal environment so the health of the mother whether she has autoimmune conditions to begin with like diabetes type 1 and so on <clears throat> these play a part right but then 
as you are born and grow, other things can disturb your immune system like allergies, um, activation of certain immune cells, again caused by various toxic compounds, chemicals, uh, heavy metals, excessive inflammation, which again can be caused by these external compounds or bacterial infections, uh, candida, stuff like that. And uh, le uh, leaky gut or intestinal permeability, this is another thing, which can go hand in hand with, again, gut infections, candida, heavy metals and toxic chemicals. And then inflammation is invari invariably going to be um, involved here, right? So the two main, so you have a little bit of a primer, how how this kind of stuff can develop. Now, the what I wanted to cover is a couple of the mechanisms, right? Because this this will underscore the importance of cleaning up your child or your own's diet. That that means when I say cleaning up the diet, I mean. Uh, you know, switching over to organically grown produced food that, that does not use all these um, chemical pesticides, poisons, for, uh, for, you know, artificial fertilizers that can have some deleterious chemicals in them and herbicides, glyphosate, and uh, of course, removing processed foods that are full of emulsifiers and other horrible chemicals as well, right? So that's one thing. And then the other is cleaning up the environment again from so toxic exposure so switching from aluminum cookware to you know stainless steel cast iron uh you know just buying um more natural cleaning products products just so many things and i i have podcast episodes on that cover these things in more detail <clears throat> so the two mechanisms that we'll cover now to get to the meat of this topic They are cross-reactivity, also known as molecular mimicry, and the formation of neo-antigens, so new antigens. So cover cross-reactivity or molecular, molecular mimicry first, right? So this is another quote from a paper I cite in my book on autism. Quote, due to the similarity of food proteins and infectious agents to human tissues, antibodies produced against the food and infectious antigens may also attack human tissues. So, again, this, this can be triggered by food proteins and infectious antigens. So, infection so this this is where we we're not talking about um gut health why it's so important right why you have to understand if you or your child have a gut infection candida overgrowth very very common with autistic children actually you should know that by now if you listen to my uh autism and children's health podcast um so now these tissues that can get attacked can be a part of a brain, the gut barrier, or anything else in the body as I've already covered, right? So you've got your antibody that is roaming around in the blood looking for the antigen to attack the bad guy. And before it sees the actual bacterial toxin, let's say, it sees 
your tissue, your body's tissue, let's say a, a, a cell in your nervous system, and it attacks that because it mistakes it for the antigen of the infectious particle or bacteria or whatever it is, right? Now, what, what can happen here is it's, it attacks the body and this can lead to a vicious cycle. So now it thinks there's more of these guys and more antibodies get created. So now all the similar looking tissues in the body, there's a higher chance there's more antibodies for them. There's a higher chance they can get attacked and damaged. And that causes inflammation, right? It causes further tissue damage. Now, other bits can break off from that tissue that because they're not the, the full protein, they're different. Now, the, the immune system may again mistake them for, for a foreign invader. And we'll cover that a little bit later, right? So, uh, uh, basically, what you must understand is what, what are cross-reacting antigens? And some of the most common ones in food are things like soy, wheat, or cow's milk, cow's milk proteins, and certain heavy metals like mercury various chemicals that I don't really have the time to get into, um, and infectious agents again, so bacterial toxins, candida, and viruses, allegedly, right? <laughs> so, so these are potentially cross-reacting foods, okay? Now, the other mechanism that we'll cover briefly is the formation of neoantigens. So these... Um, these basically neo as in new right basically what happens is when you have a, like a heavy metal particle or a chemical or whatever other um particle even certain food particles right they can actually bind with our own tissues it they get kind of like hit them and they get stuck in them you know if you can imagine like throwing a brick into a window that kind of way it, it you, you you know not the, not the best example but it gets stuck in in the tissue like it crashes into it so it that pro that through that it creates a new structure or a complex that's what the researchers call a neo antigen now this neo antigen because it has a different structure the immune system doesn't recognize this particular, you know, uh, structure. <laughs> so it this can cause the immune system to react very strongly, right? Now, here's another quote from a paper I cite in my book. The act of binding to tissue also breaks down tissue, causing tissue antigens to free flow through the bloodstream. Here, the immune system will identify these tissue antigens as unwanted materials and thus make antibodies against them. Once the formation of autoantibodies occurs, tissue, de tissue degeneration may follow. This is autoimmune reactivity. If the exposure to the environmental trigger is not eliminated, the tissue destruction will continue to the point of autoimmune disease. Okay? So, you, you have... 
your body's tissue, something gets stuck in it. Now you got your antibodies, your immune system creates antibodies because it didn't recognize that as part of the self. You got your antibodies attacking that, that causes damage, inflammation, and pieces of tissue, whether that's cells in the, you know, could be the pancreas, it could be any organ really in the body, could be blood, like blood vessels, whatever, pieces of that break off. And uh, let's say if it's one, like in the case of a house, if it's a brick, you know, it's very easy to understand that's part of the house. But if it's like several bricks stuck with, together with cement and mortar, that's a bigger piece. And now the immune system is only used to like seeing, you know, either mortar or or bricks. It's not used to seeing like six bricks in a, in that particular shape. So it's like, <clears throat> okay, that's something you have to attack. Um, and now your um, the antibodies that get created, they if they spot that pattern of six bricks in the body, let's say, <clears throat> they that also will start getting attacked. So this is where you can get the, so the the the, um, the more of these triggers there are, the more damage occurs, and then the more degeneration occurs, and then the, that feeds the vicious cycle because now you have more different t- tissues breaking down, new antigens, more antibodies, more autoimmunity more damage, more inflammation, uh, you know, further sort of compromise of the gut, further compromise of the blood-brain barrier. And then, you know, once the blood-brain barrier sort, sort of get, gets breached, you know, we've got, um, we've got a recipe for really, really horrendous, horrendous disease to occur. So you can see now why the old um, adage, death begins in the colon or uh, all disease disease begins in the gut. You can see why we talk about the importance of the gut. It's linked to, to pretty much all conditions or at least it's got a, it's a big, it plays a large factor. And with my work, at least uh, just to give you an example with autistic children, and what I advise parents in my book is <clears throat> if you were to force me to tell you what area is the most important to focus on, it's the first thing I would say is get your child's gut health in order. And if you came to me with, um, as an adult, let's say, and you had like skin problems or anxiety or, you know what, most things I'll tell you is the first thing we ha- we would do is run some tests that look at gut function, whether there is um, candida overgrowth, whether there's parasites or um, opportunistic bacteria or pathogenic bacteria that have invaded the gut, you know, or we, we can look at some, um, um, uh, you know, the numbers of the beneficial microbes, are they reduced, so on and so forth, right? And I should mention that if you do need help, if you if you do have some issues that you want uh, some advice on, uh, get in touch. There's links down below for health consulting for children and for adults. Separate pages. Check that out. Um, you know we've had some amazing success with getting people back on track, with like 
a decade or more of irritable bowel syndrome, things like that. Uh, you know, autistic kids with, you know, pretty nasty bacterial and um, candida overgrowth and so on and so forth. It You know, even in a few months, you can really have some amazing results. So if you are interested, get, get in touch with me. Links are below in the description. So, um, th yeah, this is, this is why the gut, you have to really protect yours and your family's guts. Um, like you would, uh, I don't know, like you would protect a treasure because this is, this is where it's at. And uh, again, again, this is super important to to remember. If you have gut issues, they will not just be physical uh, health problems that you will see. You could have only quote unquote psychological problems quote-unquote behavioral issues in children that could be the root of that or one of the causal factors or contributing factors is very likely to be the gut right so this is this is what uh, people must understand it's not it's not necessarily going to be just like you have gut problems you're going to feel pain in your gut this is what you have to understand you have gut problems, you will not necessarily have constipation, diarrhea, gas, bloating, stuff like that. Often you will, but sometimes it could just be a headache. Seriously, you just get a headache. It could be something related to um, intestinal permeability or leaky gut, food sensitivities and so on. It's what you must understand, or sleep problems, or moodiness, because the bacteria in your gut, they create neuropeptides, neurochemicals, neurotransmitters, serotonin. They can interfere with um, um, conversion, like if you have to toxic bacteria uh, and their compounds or metabolites, they can interfere with the conversion of certain neurotransmitters, right? Those metabolites. So that can cause strong behavioral effects in the case of autism. Uh, in fact, the Clostridia bacteria, it's anyone can get it. Clostridium difficile. It exudes a particle, or it excretes a particle called um, for creosol, and that the uh, inactivates um, an enzyme in the nervous system called um, uh, DBH, dopamine beta hydroxylase, <clears throat> and then so the, I, I believe. It's in my book, uh, just off the top of my head. It That enzyme converts dopamine to norepinephrine. And if if you have a lot of clostridia, which a lot of clostridia, clostridium difficile, a lot of autistic children do have, I'll tell you. Um, and we can test that on the organic acids test with the Great Plains Lab. Um, so that that... For creosol um, uh, metabolite, it inactivates this DBH enzyme. So that causes a buildup of dopamine in the nervous system. And dopamine is extremely reactive. It can cause damage and, you know, oxidative stress and that can damage nervous system tissue. And it, can you see, can you see now how that can have, like if you damage <clears throat> nervous system tissue, can you see how that will have... Um, uh, you know, new, new neurodevelopmental manifestations in children 
or potentially um, neurodegenerative uh, manifestations in older folks, right? So, okay. Just to summarize what what particles, to get back to this formation of neoantigen section, what particles we know that can bind with human tissue and create these new neoantigens. These include uh, mercury, aluminum or aluminum, BPA or bisphenol A, formaldehyde, and artificial food colorants are known to, to do this. Certain dietary lectins and agglutinins. So, uh, for example, gluten is a, an example of a lectin, which is basically a protein in, in plants um, uh, or, or in organisms. And gluten can actually bind with tissue. So this is why uh, gluten... Going gluten-free, casein-free, especially like, for example, for ADHD, autism, anytime there's gut dysfunction in adults, children as well, going gluten-free and even case dairy-free is very often a good idea, at least for a while. Let the gut, let the gut heal, let the immune system calm down a bit. Now, let me get get into so we i just sort of emphasized why the gut is so important to to, to be kept in a healthy state and we want to ensure as few <clears throat> toxic particles are allowed to enter your body or your child's body to keep the gut in good check right and why we want to test for infectious organisms and uh um you know, do something about them, or if 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 you you can't afford the testing, at least invest in like um, um, <clears throat> uh, pathogen eradication protocol, like a cleanse, and do that once twice a year. So I, I've <clears throat> excuse me, I've done tests on myself, and of course on my my family members, friends, obviously clients, but for myself, what I what I do now is twice a year, when the seasons change, uh, spring, when spring sort of, when we enter into springtime, so about now in March and um, <clears throat> September, when, you know, we go, we get into autumn, what I do is a, um, basically, I do a parasite cleanse. I use various antiparasitic herbs, uh, diatomaceous earth, um, uh, um, you know, olive leaf extract. I've got some really good supplements uh, that are, you know, e readily available and, you know, e e easy to find, fairly inexpensive. So I do that uh, along with a gallbladder flush. I've discussed that in, in the future. There will be a, a video course on that coming out soon. Um, so you, I do that a couple of times a year. And... Um, this protocol, we can do it for a week, uh, 14 days. It depends on if you feel like if you feel like you may have parasites, if you're waking up a lot, like at 3, 3 or so a.m. at night, you can't fall back asleep. Uh, if you have like itchy, itchy butt <laughs> or so, you know, if, if you feel like you have gut dysfunction, you know, obviously I would recommend working with a practitioner. You, you don't want to just guess and do kind of, you can, it's very easy to do something, you know, that's, can cause harm as well so you need to 
you need guidance i believe but um so what what i do is a couple of times a year i do this whether or not i believe i have a an overgrowth or not because i've have had i have had excuse me i have had parasites and very high candida and certain dysbiotic bacteria i've had that a few years ago so um uh it's it's basically like a, a reset I do. So even if something, when I did that big massive protocol back in 2019 to to kill them off, you know, to 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 normalize all that stuff, even if something survived, or I caught something um, in the past years being outside, and you will always you know have exposures. I just do that like a a mini reset every six months or so, and uh, you know that that keeps my gut healthy you know if the, you know uh, if if there is nothing if there's nothing quote unquote bad in there taking these herbs it doesn't have side effects like taking antibiotics or toxic drugs it, herbs may have side benefits in, in fact right so they have anti-inflammatory antioxidant properties and through hormesis they can stimulate um um, antioxidant production in the body and so forth, right? So that's that's um, that's the gut stuff. It's you can see I can I can talk about this ad nauseum as you can probably see. I can absolutely chew your ear off on the many different um, reasons we have to keep our guts healthy. But uh, I almost sort of lost my train of thought there. What I was going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> It was the, it was the, um, it was the other component of reducing toxic exposures that I wanted to touch on as we slowly wrap up this episode, right? So you now understand the importance of the gut because you want this gut barrier to be, to, to have integrity, to, to, to not have, um, um, uh, permeability. You, you want that to, because here's the here's the here's the next sort of uh, let me segue into the toxic toxic uh, substances right. If you have if you got if you got microbiota is in good check and you you um, have no uh, bad overgrowths of candida and pathogenic organisms and you have you know minimal permeability between your gut cells. Toxic metals and chemicals now. Are harder to get into your into your bloodstream because, you know, you have your microbiota, you have your gut cells. There's there is uh, layers of protection. This is this is the importance of of keeping inflammation low. Now, however, on the other side of things, if you let's say eat a, um, you know drink water with arsenic and other heavy metals and toxins that you're not filtering out and check out my previous episodes on talking about water distillation, reverse osmosis and the importance of water, obviously clean, pure water. But if you have an onslaught of toxins from the diet and the water into your body, because you know, you're not, you're not uh, investing in um, organically grown food or some folks just don't have it available to them, you know, and uh, you, you, you know, or you eat a lot of processed foods or your child eats a lot of processed foods which have chemicals. Like there's more than 2,500 chemicals in foods that are 
you used regularly f- from emulsifiers to um you know preservative stabilizers food colors uh flavors excitotoxic things like mo- monosodium glutamate and many others right so if you <clears throat> even if you have a pristine gut now and it's there's no leakiness or no permeability and it's in good shape if you start uh, eating foods that are contaminated with heavy metals and these chemicals now you can actually start tr- uh, uh you can lay the foundations for autoimmunity through basically the following you've got these heavy metals chemicals these are um these can damage the gut right they can they can again they can get stuck into tissues they can cause tissue damage that causes inflammation that causes um immune system activation that can cause again for uh talking about the the vicious cycle uh, further inflammation now you have new neoantigens now you're creating more antibodies now there's more tissue damage now the gut becomes leaky and now if you continue these environmental um these triggers that you're taking heavy metals chemicals whatever it is in the diet in the water if that continues now you've breached the gut barrier this is this is where things can get potentially nasty for a person you've got the blood barrier blood brain oh sorry you got the the um you've got the the gut barrier breached now these things are getting into the um your bloodstream and this is this goes back to the stuff i already covered so uh and they're uh, tagged as antigens antibodies and then further immune system activation further inflammation further tissue damage and again so this is another way to enter the this vicious cycle so it even with a perfectly healthy gut if you don't do something about toxic exposures you are now potentially getting into this vicious cycle okay so this is why a pristine diet especially when someone has a condition like autism or alzheimers or you know IBS or or frank autoimmune conditions this is why diet and environmental exposure are the most important things in any any think about any situation you can tell me i don't care i don't care what level of health we're talking are we talking perfect health of an athlete or um extreme um you know uh, even cancer and just extreme disease the the first things you want to get right are decreasing toxic exposures reducing these environmental triggers and improving gut health and and the diet right so the i guess it's three things though but you know uh you, you understand what i'm talking about so so this is the other kind of vector that can lead to autoimmunity over time and that's not all <clears throat> unfortunately here's the thing the gut barrier the tissue of that so the cells and the tissues that create the gut barrier they actually use some of the same proteins as are used in the blood brain barrier right 
And the blood-brain barrier is, again, tissue in regions of the brain that protects parts of the brain from toxic onslaughts, basically, right? So if you have antigens or neo-antigens that are tagged by antibodies by the immune system that are to the that let's say okay here here's the example you got you know some tissue damage inflammation in the gut pieces of the 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 gut barrier get broken off and these are tagged the antibody as it circulates around your circul- uh, circulatory system your you know your blood sy- uh, blood circulation system um if it is in the vicinity of the blood brain barrier it can actually now mistake tissue of the blood brain barrier as that antigen that it was um made to find an attack you know so now you've got your blood brain barrier can start getting attacked right and once the blood brain barrier is open and not not necessarily just the brain blood brain barrier right any time the immune system targets neurological tissue so that could be n- nervous system tissue in your central nervous system for example and stuff like that or uh peripheral nervous system when if this goes long enough and you start creating antibodies for um neurological tissues now that damage as it builds as it builds you know if it happens for a while let's say uh, you catch it six months in or whatever and you heal the gut uh, you know reduce toxic exposure so on do all this uh, good stuff maybe you don't feel anything <clears throat> but if it goes unrecognized for months and months and years now this this damage to the nervous system or these neurological tissues can manifest as behavioral issues right movement disorders communication difficulties right so again to delineate between children and adults with children we have neurodevelopmental type issues conditions because um the the brain nervous system and all these sort of systems communicating and working in sync they're not fully developed so that manifests you know as as um you know autism and things like that right in some people like i'm not saying every 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 autistic person or every autistic child has neuro neuro autoimmunity or neuro inflammation and so on but it is there is a component there is a subset of children that that do have this 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 what i'm talking about is from my research on autism but I, again it applies to folks of all ages and stages because in terms of um older folks you know we we have um you know we have various conditions related to neurodegeneration you know we have uh alzheimer's you know it's a, the easiest thing to to kind of list i I'm, i honestly don't care much for like learning too much about the thousands of different conditions and so on because 
the let's say quote unquote the the best way uh, or the way to get a person healthy the principles are pretty much the same no matter what they have with some obviously some caveats and some some complexity there but on a high level it's re- it's really about diet lifestyle environment water you know uh, toxin reduction so so point is uh in older folks this can be like at- ataxia you know like when uh, uh co- loss of coordination in movement um uh loss of speech um you know things like that just kind of dementia right so this is this is what what um you must understand and again i don't want my my podcast and my content to be doom and gloom um I do want to offer as much as I educate folks about stuff issues I want to offer you know solutions and and uh, a way a way forward and um th- this is this is really I suppose this is what we have to extract from today's uh, discussion of 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 this issue let me just before I uh, continue that thread just want to end the the, the give you one last uh, citation from a study um actually two i'll give you two so for, in terms of this is again from my book on autism quote from from a research paper quote the earlier the environmental triggers are detected and removed the better will be the clinical conditions of asd patients right so the earlier the environmental triggers are detected and removed and then um Another quote from 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 a research paper quote while a panacea for such a heterogeneous disorder may never exist evidence suggests that manipulation of the immune response could improve core features of ASD as well as associated aberrant behaviors okay the language is not very um PC in a lot of these researchers papers but point is immune system dysregulation that's why it's chapter 2 of my book immune system dysregulation is a huge part of autism and many many conditions you know allergies and uh god you can just uh, basically any autoimmune type thing you know there's the immune and and here's the thing i know i keep going back to the gut but you got 60 to 70% of your immune cells are in and around co-located in the gut. So you understand that which came first the chicken or the egg which came uh, in terms of um, um health issues which came first the immune dysregulation or the gut dysfunction because immune dysregulation can cause gut dysfunction gut dysfunction can cause um immune will cause immune dysregulation if left unchecked. So how do you know if your if your or your child's immune system is, is dysregulated so <clears throat> i'll tell you the the most some of the most common physical clues so food allergies food sensitivities and again let me stress this you will not necessarily know you have a food sensitivity just by um even monitoring your reaction after food you it won't necessarily appear as symptoms like physical symptoms you know or if it's if you're in the early stages you might have no symptoms it might it might take 
months, sometimes years, for you to actually get symptoms. And again, they don't have to be gut symptoms. Many, many new, um, uh, uh, you know, sleep, uh, skin problems, headaches, mood stuff, neurological stuff. Can it can manifest as only that, and you, you know you may you may even you may even know, notice nothing um, related to your to your gut, and many people are like that. And it it sometimes it takes me getting them a, a food sensitivities test, and then they see like they have like three or four or five foods are like off the charts in terms of antibodies, not because you have like the delineation on these tests. You have like a you know, safe or, or minor, uh, you know, you have yellow, uh, you know, green is low, you know, yellow, orange, red, and then red. And then some people are off the charts, <laughs> seriously, like for, um, uh, you know, um, uh, gluten, for example, or one that is very common, I've seen it in adults and children is meat glue, right? If you eat processed meats, meat glue is actually something we can test for. And um, a lot of people react very reactive to it. So again, goes back. What and I do I do actually I do have an episode on um, gut uh, how to fix your gut. It's called I believe um, on my Connecting Minds podcast. And I, the reason I'm saying what po- podcast it is on is because I I will publish this um, episode probably to two podcasts of mine, The Autism and Children's Health and Connecting Minds. And I'm also planning on starting a third podcast, just Children's Health, the Children's Health podcast. So in the future, you can check that out. Um, That will be just more general children's health. Uh, But yeah, so so just to kind of go back to, I keep going on some tangents. I'm sorry if (laughs) if it's hard to follow. But uh, so common physical clues that you that your child or your own uh, immune system is dysregulated include again food allergies or sensitivities obvious adverse reactions to foods chemicals or medications chronic gastrointestinal symptoms this is the most obvious thing constipation diarrhea excessive gas bloating but let me let me just in um uh, emphasize so these chronic gastrointestinal symptoms of constipation, diarrhea, excessive gas, or bloating are indicative of gut issues. Yeah, obviously. But the points I'm covering here are these are clues that the your child or your own immune system is dysregulated. So if you have gut problems and you've had them for a, a number of months or more, then the that is even then it is even more likely that you have um, some type of immune system dysregulation, and left unchecked over time, bad things can happen. Especially if you just continue on a path of you know poor diet, uh, a lot of stress, working too hard. You know, there's so many things. You know, maybe you're going to the gym. Uh, 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 you know, um, overtraining. These things will over time build up. You know. And another another common clue is like in children especially, so uh, a lot of recurrent infections, you know, like uh, ear infections, chronic sinusitis, or if you get sick a lot, like if you get a cold or f- the flu like three, four times a year, listen, don't 
let anybody tell you that's normal and or or that you have kids and kids are bringing you viruses uh from school and st- listen listen that those are i'm sorry to, excuse my language those are bullshit excuses the reason people get sick a lot with you know minor colds and stuff like that is not it's not because you're kids okay it's because I'm going to go out on a limb and of course we can we can do lab tests and stuff like that and analyze diet and lifestyle but I'll tell you in most cases it's because you you your health is not as optimal as it could be it's diminished um you probably have some type of gut dysfunction you're not aware uh, of um you are probably uh pushing yourself too hard you're not eating well or well enough you're probably getting a lot of toxic exposure from food from from uh you know traffic and and um and stuff like that and could be could be other factors as well of course but it's let's not let's stop making excuses that we get sick a lot because our children are bringing us viruses back from school and stuff like that let's get our health in order and uh you see that <laughs> for me not look not that I'm surprised or disappointed i've had a we've had a very tough couple of years with my wife um because you know we had a we had a child and that was obviously sleep sleep sort of <laughs> goes downhill and um diet definitely wasn't as good uh, as before when we had time at least for a while now it's much much better of course it just we had the we had like a the first sort of year was was um a little bit survival mode basically survival mode so uh, we we're starting to uh, crawl out of that um uh place but um you know I, and i understand why people are in 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 the stage they're at i'm not judging or anything but i'm just saying we we let's not make excuses let's take responsibility and if we want to and fix things we can <laughs> but um okay so fi- final point and you know there will be more more content related to this and other similar topics in the future don't don't worry about it if if this was interesting to you there will be much more interesting things coming up but um let's just briefly talk some of the things that in the future we'll, we'll cover a little bit more just so what are the if if um so in terms of children and oh basically if the points i covered above are present in a person child or adult that um um uh are clues that there is some type of immune system dysregulation so again f- food allergy sensitivities adverse reactions to foods chemicals medications chronic gastrointestinal symptoms recurrent infections if these are present that and it does signify um immune system dis- dysregulation some things that can be done ideally with the help of a practitioner of course that knows what they're doing is for example like you you can go to your doctor uh, especially for children if you haven't done an allergy test identify any allergies uh, allergies and eliminate allergens from the diet and environment right in terms of adult and 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 children's health uh, identify food sensitivities this is something that 
really it's super super prevalent right super prevalent and you know for 150 200 dollars you can you can do a food sensitivities panel that can test for like a couple hundred foods i do one i send one to my clients um where you you receive the um it's like a little basically it's a card like a um, paper uh card you just uh, poke uh prick your finger and you just put a few spots of blood on it yeah let that dry for a day you package that or you put that in an envelope send it back to the lab <clears throat> and it's a really good test uh and you will quickly know what foods to remove from your diet or, or from your child's diet <clears throat> Because these foods are causing inflammation, immune reaction, and they're contributing to the vicious cycle. What you want to do is identify all as many of the factors as you can and stop those things from occurring, <clears throat> from progressing to stop the vicious cycle. Okay. The other thing you can do. is um, remove other potentially cross-reactive or inflammatory foods and additives. So again, processed foods, that's junk. Stop buying that junk, okay? Um, potentially cross-reactive foods, if you eat soy, let's say you, you did a, a food sensitivity test, but for example, um, wheat, uh, wheat or, or dairy or soy, or all three didn't come back as reactive, but other things did. You may want to while your gut is sort of getting in better shape, you may, you may want to go gluten-free or casein-free or both or remove soy or corn, right? Or, or all grains, you know? A lot of people, listen, grains are, can be very inflammatory, especially how we are over-consuming them and not preparing them in the ancestral way. So, you know, you, you may want to do, let's say you do have gut dysfunction and, you, we, you know, we find that on a test, you may want to just remove grains for six months or maybe more, depending on how bad how, how bad things are, of course. Now, goes hand in hand with the next point. You want to identify and address gut infections that are causing immune activation. And again, you won't necessarily have super visible symptoms. Like with candida, with, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, I, I actually, I would say, the majority of people that we have through through lab testing in my practice that we have um, found some type of dysbiotic marker on a test like candida, clostridia difficile, stuff like that they didn't actually have um, overt gut dysfunction like you know your your common symptoms like constipation, diarrhea, pain when eating, bloating, gaseousness, and stuff like that. So it very often is hidden. This stuff is hidden. Yeah. And then this next point goes hand in hand with the previous one. You want to support gut healing with a healthy organic diet and supplements. Supplements really help speed up the process. There's just certain things you you won't be able to get enough of from your food, right? And Supplements is something I, I've done a ton of research into and I'll co cover in a lot more detail in the future. So not, not, not going to get into it now. And then in some cases, when we're talking about specifically suspected autoimmunity or like a 
family history, about immunity. There is some tests that for clients in the USA and, and um, Canada, maybe Mexico, I can't, I can't remember if Mexico also is included, but USA and, and, Amer and um, basically North America, Canada and USA, we can run pretty specialized, uh, quite advanced tests that test for autoimmune antibodies. So antibodies that sp target specific tissues like, uh, you know, neurological gut, uh, gut tissues and stuff. So it's a pretty advanced test, not not the cheapest thing either. But in some cases, it, you know what, it, <clears throat> it it's it's worth running. And um, because in, in some cases, these things can, once you reach a certain threshold, they can progress or de cause degeneration super quickly. So, uh, you know, as we've already covered today, you want to uh, identify, reduce, environmental triggers and get the get the gut healthy as quickly as possible and um and keep it that way don't just regress to to after a year or whatever you feel better and then you start oh have a pizza here oh i'm gonna have an ice cream there and then that slowly that vicious cycle begins expanding and becoming more serious again you know so that i will leave it there I'll I think I covered enough stuff and it's been an hour. If you're still listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Check out the links below. I have um I have three video courses. This is more for children's their children's health related uh with a a focus on on autism, but any parent would find value in these courses. You will learn not just uh, valuable stuff for for your children, but for your just health in general. And it's on the gluten-free, casein-free diet, nutrient supplementation, and the health challenges in autism. So these three courses are available for free. It takes less than a minute to sign up to my member platform on the free tier. You get instant access to those. There's at least six or seven or more hours of content there, I believe. <laughs> and you can have that uh, and there's probably by the time you hear this in the future, if this is the future, and not not the next few days after I publish this, there will be more content there, uh, free content for you to um, you know look uh, you know look over read, and then my website should have I'll have I start organizing things into specific health topics that you may want to check out again not not if you're hearing this now today or tomorrow when i publish it but soon so i will of course let you know again in the future again thank you for tuning in to the podcast christian yordanov signing off see you on the next one